Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. His name is David Luke Flatman, commander of the armies of the West, general of the Somerset regions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Thomas George Llewellyn Shanklin, father to a noisy cat, husband to a vegan, and he will have a salad in this life or the next. It's time for Flats and Shanks. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the latest episode of Flats and Shanks, the award. You're not doing that. The award winning episode of Flats and Shanks. The award winning episode? Yep. What do you mean? This episode's going to win awards? No, the award winning Flats and Shanks podcast. Oh, right. It's not the award winning episode. I thought we were just going to dick about a bit on this one and then... Could win, it, it, one yeah, I don't know, it could win awards. Um, we haven't won awards, but it sounds good when you put award winning in front of... Award winning podcast, Flats and Shanks. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. Okay, fella. Hi, hi, hi Dave. I knew called you Gabe then. <laughs> no, don't. Nothing really rhymes with David. It's like... like David Fatman. David Fatman. Yeah, but it's not funny, is it? It makes me chuckle now. It's not like again. Tom rhymes with Albino. It's like when someone says anal, being like thorough. That makes me laugh. <laughs> or on the Great British Bake Off when they're talking about how moist the bake is. Oh, God, don't. Were you were you um, one of the kids that when you had hockey lessons and the teacher said stick, you started laughing? No. Me neither. You played hockey? Look at me. Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't. <laughs> You'd be a good goalie. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not very agile. If I hit it straight at me, I'd be a good goalie. I'm not. I'm basically not. I'm I mean, basically not that good at sport. It's funny when you get like a golf fitting and they're trying to determine what shaft you are, whether you're like flex, stiff, extra stiff. Oh, Tom. <laughs> this is so laddish already, this podcast. We should get a couple of cans of Stella and bloody well neck them. <laughs> we should just shotgun. We should just we, yeah. bite a hole in the bottom of them and just stab them with a pair of scissors and just we, yeah, bolt them out the bottom. Right. We should get some. We should get some elephant beer and drink it very responsible. Yeah. Really. 
Lee. Mm. Um, so, um, how are you, mate? A, hey, don't worry about me. It's you I'm worried about. Um, have you had a great week, great mate? It's been all right. Okay. A lot Excellent. of snow towards the end of the week. It's been really cold as well. Yeah, but I mean, we, I was meant not, to play neither of those things is a problem. I was meant to play in a golf day at Lund- at the Berkshire Golf Club on Tuesday. It's part of... Where's that, mate? Berkshire, isn't it? <laughs> My ascot. Um, I don't know what your geography's like. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you missed that. What is the obvious game anyway? Wow. It's this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this game where you... Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was too cold and we couldn't get enough players to come, so we binned it, thank God, because it was Baltic. So, yeah. Didn't do that. Went down to London on Thursday, right? Right. Left Cardiff, not a drop of snow. Thursday Do you call morning. it a drop? Not a flake not of a snow. snow. Not a snowball of snow. Not a flake. Okay, not a flake. Snowballs are man-made. Don't know, mate. Someone wants it's like saying there wasn't a bucket of rain. There wasn't a, gl- there wasn't a pint of rain. You're so pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there, was, there wasn't a flake of snow. Right, Nors. Um, there wasn't a flake of snow. Um, it was a, a tiny little bit, actually. A tiny little bit. Um, but went down to London and it was, it was St David's Day it was mate on um, was it? yeah oh I don't on Thursday oh, so, so I, was named, I was named after St David yeah of course you were I was and we there was an event going on in a steakhouse down in the Strand yeah I can't remember what it was called it was called Smith and Walensky's yeah I yeah. knew you'd know <laughs> I spent a bit of time in there and it was brilliant it was an FAW um, event so Football Association of Wales and they had Ryan Giggs and Ian Rush Giggsy Wigsy was there Rushy Ryan Giggs Ian Rush Tom Shanklin wow wow <laughs> wow lads 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 Absolutely all the lads, lads. Um, um, so yeah so a bit of a Q&A with those two up on stage what were Giggsy and Rushy Giggsy then Rushy so Giggsy obviously being the next Welsh coach yeah so let's talk about before we move on to what you've been doing next let's talk about Giggsy's Q&A sorry Q&A very good was it? Yeah, it's not. I mean, look, he's a legend, isn't he? You just, I was just staring at him. I was actually staring at his ass a lot as well because he's a good ass still, powerful, really. Yeah, but That's not 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 in a big way. Not like Sean Perry, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not okay. a bucket ass, but look, look far more physical than I thought he would do. Oh, really? Yeah, because of course he would look a lot less physical than he did when he was playing. Now you'd imagine. Yes. Okay, mm. that's we still playing the obvious game. Was um, he? Was he interesting? Was he funny? No, he wasn't. He wasn't comical like you on the mic. Oh, stop, Tommy, stop it. But he was insightful and, you know, it's difficult for him because it's his first big coaching job. So First big Q&A. He was just sort of playing a straight bat, as you would. No funny jokes. So then Rushy did one. Uh, Yeah, Rushy did one as well. Um, Was it it it, quick or was it take his time? No, it was quite quick. It was just talking about... <laughs> you're one of those moves aren't you yeah delirious been working all day grafting trying to explain my story like and you just chip it in with like <laughs> just ruining it wise cracks hasn't been one valuable interjection yet alright so Rushy what was yeah. Rushy like brilliant I'm scared to say anything now was he funny mate it wasn't one of those events that was funny I mean if they wanted funny they would have invited me up did they stage. not I thought it was a Welsh Legends no Q&A. no I just ate my steak and did they know who you were did you get introduced to them yeah, of course I knew. Shanks, come here. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, Shank the Tank. Ha, ha. 
did they know who you were? Yes, of course, mate. I played football with Rushy. Um, in a, it was called a CEO kickabout and scored a cracking goal. It was like did one, you? two. Yeah, feed me, feed me at the feet, at the feet. Yeah. Boom. Have did that. You? Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. So he knows what you're made of. Oh god. Yeah. He knows yeah. that once you get your jeans off, you've actually got massive legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're bigger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Quite heavy of calf, this lad. Very, very white and hairy. Aren't they? They're incredibly hairy. When you get up close, they are incredibly hairy. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, you're losing my train of thought now. I've got... I can't remember what I was even Rushy, talking Rushy about. was funny. But I sat next to the CEO of um, Fox. Fox what? Fox... <laughs> 20th Century Fox, mate. Did of, you? Of UK and Europe. Oh, wow. And he was a little man bit... Man or woman? He was a man. What was he like? A little bit deaf. Sorry? <laughs> Probably from watching all the movies, I thought. Cinemas are too loud, that's why. <laughs> Turn it down. Was he a little bit deaf? Um, what? We're not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop it. I had to talk to him. We're delirious. I had to We're talk delirious. to him like I was talking to him through a window. <laughs> Joking. He just had. <laughs> he had. Uh, he even said, "I'll have to stand out. I'll have to stand a little bit closer to you because <laughs> one ear works better than the other." Um, I'm like that though, so I'm allowed to laugh at that. So yeah, it's fine. I'm anyway, like so I was, I was there, I was there. Lunch, lovely, yeah. couple of pints. You know what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> then we went out and. I was doing a Robert Walters gig, uh, a Six Nations Q&A the following day. and they they're, wa- they're the people we did the Lions video yeah, with. Yeah, which, yeah. Is up for, which is actually up for awards. It's up for the... It's up for the best marketing campaign against, in the history of the world, isn't it? Well, for the year, against Etihad, HSBC, um, Carlin, I think. So, yeah. But anyway, so I was doing a Six Nations chat with them the next day, but they wanted me up the day before just in case the conditions were bad and I couldn't get to London, okay? Got you. Right, I'm going to have to talk fast so you stop jumping in. I won't jump in now, boy. They put me up in a, in a lovely hotel, the Radisson, in the middle of Covent Garden. As it happens, four of my mates were staying in the Radisson that night and were oh. going to St. David's Day celebration in Guildhall. Oh. So there's me with jeans, pumps on, black and white pumps. I know the ones you like, yeah. A shirt, jumper, blazer. Oh, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> but the event, the event. Just a job. The event that night was black tie. <laughs> so. They said, do you want to come? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. What, what's the dress code? Black tie. I was like, ooh. So on the way to the hotel, I bought a blazer. Yeah. Cheap one, obviously. Yeah. One size fits all. I had a white shirt on, which was lucky. Guy lent me a tie. Wow, I look like the white Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> he does what he wants. <laughs> does what he wants. Oh, you're so like, we, Welsh yeah. Jogba. He's yeah. <laughs> so, popping in there. So... Straight off to Guildhall for the six for the uh, St David's Day celebrations, and it was what a thoroughly enjoyable evening. Met up with Jamie Roberts. Oh yeah, he was on a table. His mate, his mate Reese Meg, was compare. Yeah, good. Um, yes, funny. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Butler. Oh um, yeah, Butler. He, he does speech on stage. Yeah. I love Eddie Butler. Yeah, oh, his voice is amazing. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what he was talking about. Doesn't matter, it gets me every time. And um, He's a Welsh Barry White. And Dave Coaches. Dave Coaches, oh, is, Coaches who? Dave Coaches is from who? Gavin and Stacey. 
Oh, Dave's coaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he did, then we had um, we had a, a Welsh singer. We had hymns. We had the Welsh national anthem. We had daffodils Ugh. on our black tie. Sounds fucking awful. And uh, yeah, you would have loved it right up your street. Not you were like singing. <laughs> Okay, you had a nice like time. Rick Waller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we went to the Ned after. Have you heard of that place? I haven't been there yet, yeah. It's uber cool, but yeah. it suited me in my jeans. Oh, yeah. And pumps. Yeah, of course it did. I just like, sort of slid across the floor to the bar. So did you get did you get absolutely blinking lashed? No, I didn't. I left fairly early. I left the boys fairly early. What, like 4am? Um, <laughs> lads. <laughs> no, Bloody lads. I, about 12. Um, just before I turned into Gremlin. <laughs> And went back to the hotel, and we had the Six Nations Rob Walters gig in Gaucho in Piccadilly. Then the following afternoon, I saw pictures and didn't invite me, but it looked like a load of red meat that I wasn't invited to. It was really good, mm, was it? Yeah, really nice, really, really nice. For you. The marketing director, busy anyway, mate. The marketing Sorry. director Stephen Edwards couldn't make it because he was snowed in back at home. Oh, was he? Yeah. That's shame. He loves. But it was good. You know, we had a nice bit of food. I did a Q and A. &A. We talked about. They, they, to be fair to them, they printed a big Six Nations results of all the games of round one, two, three. Yeah. And I talked through a couple of them, a couple of funny stories. Oh, Um, if you do say so yourself. Yeah, but I'm not going to say them on here. You know, book me. (laughs) 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 Might find out. (laughs) So it was really good. But then I had to rush. So to Ian. I had (laughs) to Jennifer. (laughs) <laughs> to Xavier. I had to Eric. It was three forty, right? It was three forty PM and I had to get from Piccadilly to Paddington to get the sixteen ten train home to Cardiff. Ooh, which thing. had been delayed since one o'clock. So one PM. Sergio Ramos on there. So you know, I when I got to um when I got to Paddington, I had to go up a, a few escalators. Did I go up the escalators? Did I? Uh, Did you hell? Six steps a time, mate. What? Six steps a time. Jeepers. And uh, bounded. I was like a gazelle. Yeah. All in parlour. Arctic snow fox. Uh, got to the train. 1607. Wowzers. Wow, it was Q galore. Was Q it? central. Q gardens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good one. That's what I was looking for. It was for. Ronnie O'Sullivan in there. So, eventually the barriers opened to let us onto the platform. God, it was a stampede. Was it? Yeah. Yap stampede. <laughs> <laughs> I had to peg it all the way up, but I got a first class ticket. So I'm like, well, I'm going to second class that's stampede. Where, that's where I'm going. Get there. Oh my, everyone's in a seat. Everyone's in a seat. Everyone's standing. You cannot fit any Even in thirsty. Even in first, the Tickets didn't matter. Oh, one of those. Yeah, exactly. It was a free for all. It was a buffet. And um, yeah, so I had to stand for. Two and a half hours on the train. And that thing, I know we're, we're still going on your thing, and we are, but I'll keep going. I'll tell you about the first class thing in a minute. Okay, brilliant. Uh, they've changed the cl- they've changed the the seats as well on the first class GWRs. Yeah. Do you like them more no, or less? Less, not leather. Yeah, I prefer leather. same. It's yeah. like I prefer leather bound books. But anyway, but so Do then you still wear leather underpants. <laughs> Do you still wear a leather <laughs> face. <laughs> The arseless ones. <laughs> right. So, I, so <laughs> we get to Reading like normal time and then the fun begins. So we get an announcement from the lady to say that a window smashed in carriage A at the back and we have to stop at the next stop, which was Didcot. 
um, to repair it. No. And then she tells us another window smashed on carriage B. How's it smashed? Uh, some ice has come off a passing train. Ah, oh, jeepers. Hit our train, shattered the window, so auto glass repair, come in. Auto glass replace. <laughs> 50 quid excess, oh no. Yeah. Um, I don't know, they've obviously got facilities managers on site, haven't they? Uh, we should deal with that. They deal uh, directly a subcontractor, glass manufacturer mm-hmm. and fitting, yeah. So we spend a bit of time there, and then the heating breaks down on the train. Brilliant. Then we have to stop again because the power box is frozen over. Brilliant. So they have to thaw that out, and then um, some of the signalling in Bristol isn't working, so we've got to reverse out of Bristol no. to get on another track to go through Bristol. And we're stopping at Bristol Parkway. We're stopping at Bristol Temple Meads. We're stopping at Chippenham. We're stopping at Bath. We're like, I literally think if you made a request, they'd stop there. Yeah. So five hours, get home. Five hours? Yeah. Holy jamoli. Yeah, I know. And then this, it's just, it's carnage. Just snow everywhere in Cardiff, in Panath. So yeah. I have to get my mate, the wolf, James Rainbird, pick me up in his range. The loan shark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pink Pig Loans, they're the best. Mm. And, have you got um, a loan with them currently? Yeah, 20 quid. Do you have any loans outstanding with them? No. So they're not the best, you haven't chosen them then? I've used them before. Okay, you're not using them now? But I, I have used them, so I do have an opinion and a track record. But they're so good, you've just got a new car and you're not using them? Um, no, oh, but... This is awkward, isn't it? Pay for my car cash. Standard. <laughs> <laughs> It's only a Range Rover, isn't it? Check the ashtray, kid. Do you take Solo? <laughs> I didn't at all. Do you take Nectar Points? <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete lie. And um, yeah, so he has to pick me up because it's the only way you get back. It was that bad. And Jeepers. Yeah, but... You're right. Been a good weekend, mate. Went sledging with the kids. They haven't done that before. What, just slagging him off? In... <laughs> You're messy. You don't put your clothes away. <laughs> you spill everything. You yeah. can't eat. You get food down your the top. The main reason I'm fat is because every time I... Forget. Yeah. Yeah, that little stuff, yeah. So, a lovely what, what a you. lovely... And then, obviously, I watch a bit of rugby because that's my life. Yeah. Can't rugby go away is life. From that. The rest is mere details. I used to have that t-shirt. And I've started to watch Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's really good. I've got, I've got halfway... Yeah, well... The CEO of 20th Century Fox told me about Before it. Before she stopped halfway through because the power box froze over. I said, who's in it? It was a train joke, that boy. I said, who's in it? And he said, who isn't in it? I missed it. And, uh, and that's my weekend. And now I've just shoveled myself out of Panath to get here those? to what meet you. Yeah, okay. What have you been up? I've seen you cutting your hair. Well done. I've cut my hair. Yeah. Midlife crisis. Have I cut my hair? <laughs> I, don't think, I think I cut it last week. Well, Tommy, I mean... What have I been up to? First of all, before I tell you that. What was your train thing you were going to go on about? Yeah, that's it. So, 2015, World Cup in Newcastle, St. James's Park, commentating on Scotland against... You're just going to make this up New now. Zealand or something, wasn't it? Have I made that up? Don't I've know. made that com- I've made that up completely. Australia? America. Who cares, right? Is it Australia in the quarters? No, it was no, it was a group game. Anyway, somebody, I'm commentating on a game. Uganda. No. So, I'm commentating on a game and leg it to the train because I've got to get back to commentate on a game the next day in London. So, literally leg it, running through the streets at high speed, get to the train, I know, with my little pulley bag, my little grandma, (laughs) Joan Collins pulley bag, right? (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. So, we get there, get to the train and the queues are like six deep to get on this train to London because it's the the last one going and everyone's been at the World Cup and it's like, oh my days, this is savage. Because it's telly and all that. I've got a ticket, a seat in first class for this three and a half hour or three hour, whatever it is, train journey, right? 
Left. So, get to the train. It's like, am I? Is everyone going to get on? And I said to the conductor guy, I was like, here's the thing, mate. I have got to get on this train because I've got to be. I'm doing this thing. So I'm just so you know, I'm definitely getting on with my massive bag. And if someone's got to go on my shoulders, I'm getting on. And he's like, right, don't worry, mate. We'll get you in there. Where do you say this to the conductor? He, the people, they're telling people not everyone's going to get on. Okay. And I was like, and people start jostling and pushing. Then I'm pregnant. I've got to get back. Yeah. So it's like people start, as soon as he says that, we're not going to get everyone on. So everyone calm down and accept the fact you're not going to get on. It was, he, people started pushing in front of me, women and stuff pushing in front of me and men and whatever. And, it's like and Titanic, sure. is it? Yeah, like Titanic. So I was like, I'm not going to start pushing people around. I just looked over the top because I'm very tall and said to this guy, just so you know, I'm definitely getting on this train because I lied. But I said, I've paid a lot of money for this ticket and I'm sitting in there and I'm getting on it. And he was like, right, we'll get you in. And he sees everyone pushing in front of me and he tells them all to stop. So I am the last person to get in this door. So they go to shut the door and they can't shut it because of my ass. It's that it's that packed, right? So I'm thinking we're going Newcastle to London here. It's going to be three you're hours. You're talking like, what you're talking is like tube rush hour London. Worse. Yeah? Like, as bad, yeah, as bad as I've seen, right? So like, like it's like your... It's like the world record to fit as many people as you can in a mini. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was shocker, right? So I was like, well, this is horrendous. And it's brutally hot on there. And we get in, shut the door. And the bloke's just like, just push everyone out of the way. Get in or we're going to have to get you off. So I literally, I'm going, right, everyone, I'm shoving now. Like, poof, and everyone's like, woo, not nastily, but it's quite no. funny. Everyone's sort of laughing. Slam the door. And there, are, there were four people in the toilet, standing upright in the toilet. Right, so you couldn't go to the toilet or anything. So this train starts moving. And I was like, the worst thing is, and I was like, is everyone going to London? They're like, yeah, London. It's like, oh my God, this is three hours plus. So I was like, right, I'm t- chatting to everyone. I was like, I've got a situation here, guys. I have got... <laughs> I've shat myself. I have got... <laughs> yeah, dysentery. <laughs> no, I have got um, a ticket to sit on a seat in first class, which is about 10 rows down there. I want to go to it. What? And everyone was like, whoa. I was like, what would you do if you're in my position? Everyone. And they were like, we would all get to that chair. I was like, how about you support me in my quest and get me to my chair and let me through and I'll love you all forever. And they were like, right, let's do it. Let's get in there. And there was one bloke, this one woman, I was walking through and they're like, get in through, get in through. And I was, and uh, she literally was pushing back into me, like pushing back, like she wouldn't move. And she's like, no, ooh, ooh. why should you get a seat? I know. I was like, I lied. I was like, because I've paid 300 quid for my seat and I'm here for the next three hours. What would you do? You just stand like the rest of us. And her husband turned. She was literally pushing me with her arm and shoulders. I was like, I was laughing. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, you're not missing out on anything. You're just stopping me going to my seat. This is bizarre behavior. And her husband turns around and looks, and he was absolutely huge. Like, he could hardly fit on the train. Not in bad nick, like, but just a massive man. He turns around and says, what's going on? I said, I just want to go to my seat, mate. And this woman, for some reason, doesn't want me to go to it. And he looked at her, and he goes, oh, he said, that's my wife. I was like, fine. I just want to go to my seat. I don't, I don't, I'm not denying you of your seat. And he's like, get out of the man's way, now. And, like, pulls her out of the way. It was almost a bit much. I was like, this caused a bit of a scene. I walk through and I finally get to my seat and there's like this funny cheer from the back. Like, I've made it, guys. Yeah. Funny cheer from the back. And there's a woman sitting in my seat and oh, no. she's like, she's not old, she's like 50 and she's fit and well and she's sitting there and there are four friends I've got the table and I was like, right, I got, a, you don't know me, but I've got a bit of a situation here. Obviously you wouldn't know me, you don't know, but you're sitting, the tickets don't count, but I've got this ticket for this seat. What would you do if you were me? Would you be super polite and say, because you're a woman, 
you can stay there or would you say it's all about equality and it's 2015 at the time and would you say can you please just let me have my seat for the next three odd hours and she was like I want to say let the woman stay but you've got to have your seat if I had a seat I'd want it so I was like here's the deal so she basically I got the seat and she sat on our table and I gave her my coat and she had it as like a backrest against the window and I had her feet in front of me for the whole journey such a gent anyway Oh my God, that's taken like five minutes to tell that story. I got my seat. Do you know what I did on my train though? Loads of people were drinking on it and it was like a scene in Crocodile Dundee, you know, when they're shouting down the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He loves you. Yeah, he says he loves you. Um, (laughs) There there were shouts coming down. Has anyone got a bottle opener? (laughs) I I was shouting back, if you give me two bottles, I can do it. (laughs) So I was doing, you know, the old trick of opening one with the other. And honestly, it was like it was like a caveman had just seen a gun. Was it? Yeah. Was like, like, wow. Are you a magician? Um, so I was opening bottles of beer for everyone. Have you seen that little gift that goes around of that woman? She's got two bit really. She just she's obviously lovely looking woman anyway. But what she does makes her the most attractive woman on earth, or second most attractive woman on earth. And she she's got two bottles in her hand. She holds them down by like. Uh, down behind her right knee yeah, and she just gets her right heel and just goes boop and, and kicks the bottom one and pops the lid off one of them it's, it's super cool it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen anyway what have I been up to and and then I was so angry oh. as well mate and then so I was still, still on what you've been up I had to, to have a, I'd have a bacon roll which they just chuck in the microwave oh they're terror those I know things. and that wasn't enough so I had to go get a BLT and then I had to have a Twix but what I didn't do was I didn't drink anything on the way back so yeah. didn't need the toilet yeah key yeah just dehydrate yourself and I sat with some guys who were on a stag do. Are we still doing yours, are we? Yeah, don't, don't but press, anyway. We haven't done mine yet. You had to press pause. Oh, I thought that was it. No. No, I was just going to look at my phone. and 2015, I'm talking about. I was just going to, yeah, just going to sort some apps out while you tell me what you've been up to. Well, last Tuesday, Tommy, I did a um, Land Rover shoot in Bath, which is quite convenient because I live there. Did it with um, Reese Priest and lovely man, Freddie Burns, great man, um, as we well know, and Francois Lowe. And uh, Francois was just like, quality guy but he had to do a little bit of acting like it's do a fake phone call you know like you do on these things hey flats how you doing can you come and get it kind of thing yeah and you know, i was like hey flo come on mate time to act and he's like uh what do i have to do and it's kind of acting and he kept he kept cocking it up and he just he was, uh, it was i want your hilarious. boots your clothes and, and your, your mo- motorcycle yeah you, no, let me finish yeah sorry motorcycle oh <laughs> that's it yeah i'm right here kill me yeah but it but it was super nice um let's play a game who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> is that from? Twins. Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop, that's what I meant. Um, and on Wednesday night, I went up to London to co-host big Matt Hampson gig at Battersea Evolution. With yeah, Dur- I was going to go to that, but I couldn't get out of work. Yeah, Durders. So Durders and I did it and he did more work than me, to be honest, because it went really, really late. Um, Johnny Gould did the auction and he was, oh my God. he It's a thousand people in there. That's not easy doing an auction in a thousand-person room. Well, to get a thousand people's attention is hard, and to keep them entertained through all of it. Mate, he did over two hundred grand for Hambo. Like he was honestly, he is just a force of nature. Yeah, he is amazing. There's, there's just no loads of good auctioneers around. There's Love no, that guy. There's no one like Johnny. He's amazing. So we did that, and but the last Q and A that I was meant to do with um, a load of guys basically got binned because it was midnight and the dinner was still going and people like there was snowing and stuff. So, so yeah. Anyway. Um, that was really, really nice. Really, really good fun. How did you open, mate? Ham- Hambo couldn't come. It's the first time ever he couldn't come to his own dinner because he's been in hospital because he's got a pressure sore on his ass. Yeah. Like I said, like I said on the night, 
that's no excuse. We've all got a sore ass, you know, from time to time. It's like absolutely no excuse at all. So lazy bastard Hambo didn't even come to his own dinner. Well, you, I mean, ever since I've known you, you've had a skin tag. Remember you were going to go on embarrassing bodies, get lasered <laughs> off for free? <laughs> I just tied some fishing wire around it in the end. <laughs> Came off natural, like. Um, so that was that was really nice. But um, I stayed nearby, and uh, the next day, the point was I had to go to back to Bath to host an event in Bath for Bath Life magazine, which is the Bath Life Awards, which is hands down my favourite event of the year. Always get, always get twattled and host it anyway, and it's really really good fun. I was twattled. Like, just like gazeboed, corduroyed, cauliflowered, <laughs> cauliflowered, absolutely signposted. Oh, I got mottoed. <laughs> so, um, it's really, really good fun. But I was like, all the Paddington was shut, and I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna get back? And at the, this point, the organizers of the Hambo event were like, we're stuck as well. But if you need to get an Uber from Chelsea Bridge Road, like Battersea, back to Bath, you need to do it because it's a, a charity event, and we've got to get you home. So, just Uber all the way back to Bath. I was like, can't do that. It's just that's just literally taking about three hundred quid off Hambo. So I was like, right, I'm not doing that. So I got to a helicopter. No, I got. Okay. I basically got to the train, and I was going like Waterloo, Reading, and all buses and all that sort of shit. So I was just about to get. I just got on the train, and the doors hadn't shut yet. And I got a call from the organisers saying it's all off. It's all off. Just you can't. You know, don't come back from London because I had to be back in London Friday morning. Yeah. Like, How am I going to get back? But you do these things, don't you? So, got a four by four, haven't I? So, long story short, I literally got Please. back off the train, got a cab back to the hotel, checked back in, and I was like, I'm going to have a day on my own where I sit in my pants and watch telly and go on Twitter, and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to get like a 12 hour sleep. That's why, that's why you're wearing glasses today, then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it didn't work out like Proper that. Proper big ones, like Piggy. Out of it didn't Lord work out like that. It didn't, don't know the tone. I did, didn't work out like that. So I'm checking back in, and I hear behind me um, a woman's voice say, oh, you're checking back in as well. We are too, if they got enough rooms. And I literally turn around, and there are <clears throat> six women who are, they don't listen to the podcast. I've ascertained this, so I'm not going to offend them. I would say average age of 58, 55 to 65. And they were all working at the event the night before at the event and working at it and we've been doing loads of stuff the night before had a couple of drinks with them afterwards they're really really good crack and they were like right well we a, we've got a day off work so we're going to go out for a bit of lunch do you want to come I was like oh, I'm alright I was going to get a bit of room service no come for a pizza so we literally I was like okay checked in bags in the room walked out for a pizza and got back to the hotel at 7 absolutely bollocksed right so I was really genuinely properly drunk where I was like I haven't felt this drunk for ages. What are you drinking? Like mojitos? Red wine. Just red wine. And I don't really get that drunk on red wine, but it must have been cheap and horrible or something. So we did that. And I was like, right, I'm going to bed and I'm going upstairs. And they were like, right, let's have one drink in the hotel bar before you go up. And these are these are these women are like almost my mum's age. They're a great crack. It was properly good fun. It was really random. And ended up, got to bed at midnight. And um, without giving too much away, I have for the first time in a very long time, I was... I didn't puke, but I thought I was going to puke because I was so drunk. So Such it was, a lightweight. It was like being a teenager again. It was really, really good. Such a lightweight. Anyway. I want to hang, so, around. I uh, hang around with Jim Hamilton. I know. It wasn't cool, but... Next we had, pints we had, and sings. had a brilliant time with all the grandmas. Um, so Thursday, Friday, sorry, I had this... Um, Long story really nice short now, because we, uh, we've, we've gone on, mate. Shut up. It's half hour. So I did lunch with uh, 
for Hugh McCarty, do you know Hugh? But with John Inverdale in the city, with Guildford Rugby Club in the city, they do a yeah. King of Renown again, and it was it was really, really nice in the city. But then Friday night was a really odd one for me. It was really nice, but the whole the concept of it was odd because it was an evening with flats at Bedford RFC. Sounds crap. <laughs> but it's like I'm used to I'm because I don't have like a load of caps like you. I'm the host. I don't, I don't. I'm not a special guest anywhere. Did you have a Did you have a guy interviewing you like with a red clipboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had Sam Roberts doing it. They commentate. So it was, for Eastern Bedford as well. So it was really really nice. Like really yeah. Good fun and and lots of lots of love. It was really really nice. Lots of nice feedback and that sort of stuff. But one woman, uh, I think it was the owner's wife, the owner of Bedford's wife, um, who was really pissed, but in a good way. She came over to me and she was like, "That." I got off the stage and there were like fifty people, five that were like really nice, saying really nice things. Everyone was really nice. She walked over to me and she was like, "I don't want to be rude, but the whole thing about all the rugby teams and picking your England team and that sort of stuff, that is just, I don't care about that. It was just so boring. <laughs> I was like, is that rude? I was like, no, not rude at all. I think you're probably at the wrong event. But Yeah, it's a form of Tourette's maybe she's got, you know, we have to, you've got, I know. You've got truth serum in you. Yeah, honestly, Tourette's. Ollie Barkley's got that. It's brutal. So that was that, was that and it was very nice and then um, stayed with some friends in Bedford, lifelong friends, Becky and Rach, really, really nice. I saw you holding up a baby. Yeah, we had a nice little brunch. Becky got really, really pissed the night before and was spewing all the way through lunch. Ooh. I like that because she's like a really high-achieving banker. Yeah. And she's in the city and she's like 36. Still one of us. Um, upper middle class and really, really successful high achiever um, spewing the next day. She'll hate me saying this, but... Does she listen? Her husband does. So now they know. And it was shameful, but I loved it. Should we just get to the end? Saturday off and today was at Exeter with Mark Dunsmith, Channel 5, and it was lovely. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That was long, that first bit, wasn't it? Too long, do you reckon? 
bit Sean Long, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. What are they going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Turn off and never download it again. Fair enough. Do you want to talk about rugby? Do you want to talk about Kevin? Good I was at Exeter today. Saw them beat Saracens. Yeah. You called it. Um, Sarri's got so many injuries and Exeter yeah. were really good but Sarri's have got so many injuries and lads away that it was a pretty difficult yeah game. they do but I think this is the first year in a while that we've sort of seen quite a few cracks with Saracens because you often see them now and again last couple of years they'll have a bad game they'll have a bad performance but they'll back it up with a great performance the following week mm. this year is the first time for a while I've sort of seen them st- bit more vulnerable. Yeah, a little bit more vulnerable. And you're right, that they have got a lot of injuries. But still, you know, when you look at them playing, they're still getting a little bit lost in the game. You know, they're still not quite sure where they should be. And I know that will come down to injuries and players coming in with not that much experience. But but they've always looked, no matter who's slotted in, they yes, always exactly. look like they know exactly where they're going. And they don't quite look like that at the moment, do they? No, they don't, I thought Exeter were really good, though. Joe Simmons at 10. Young fella, big game to start in. I remember watching him in the Anglo-Welsh. They play, he played Cardiff Blues. And what did you think? He won man of the match. What did you think? Him and his brother were very good. Yeah, yeah really good. Look sharp. Yeah, they um, look, so take, Chiefs look really good today, actually. I mean, you know, he got a lot of front football because he, he got a lot of possession because yeah. the Chiefs had loads of possession. But he takes it flat and he challenges the line. So you need that from your 10. And he, he's got pace as well, so... Always a running threat. Your 10 has to be a running threat. If your 10's not a running threat, you just drift off him onto the next person. Yeah. And he was. Um, Slade looks silky at 13 miles oh, as well. He's so good. He's, he's got he's got to end up with 50 everything, caps somehow. Everything just looks slow-mo with him, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, that's... That's a compliment, though. That is a compliment, because he is fast. But, you know, he just does everything. There's no panicking. He doesn't rush. Yeah. He doesn't even rush anything. It's just silky. Yeah. He's super class. Um mm. Really enjoyed Simmons and Waldron played really well, and then Sam Simmons came on and ripped it up as well. Like, yeah, embarrassment of riches. Can I ask you, was that penalty tried? You think the last scrum? Um, the, well, not the last scrum, but the scrum they got under the posts. Um, they played off it and scored, didn't they? No, no the ref, the ref gave, gave us, a, I was there the ref gave us a penalty tried scrum. It was a scrum that, there's a couple of scrums went down. Exeter looked like they were going forward. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, so it was because. So Greg, Greg Holmes, um, if you watch Greg Holmes, he's dominant and he's moving forward, kind of across on the angle a bit, but he's not too bad. But he's moving forward and you see his head come up. You also see Skulk Britt's head come up because he's directing straight in at Britt. So he pops Britt's up. But there are a couple of scrums where Greg Holmes at tight head prop, his head actually met Nick Asiqui's head in the second row. So he's popping up because he's meeting a second row's head on the bottom of his face or on his nose, you know, on his jaw. So he's quite dominant, and Sarri's had a hard time in the scrum today, and they're, they're struggling a bit at scrum time at the moment, primarily because they're missing so much personnel. Nevertheless, um, Exeter were pretty what, dominant. Luke, Luke Cowan-Dickey was mega. If he'd played the whole game, he would have been man of the match. He was just fantastic. Are we going to see an England call-up for him soon? Got to. I mean, you've got... You've, oh, but then you've got... Dylan's going to play because he's captain. Jamie George is very, very established, mm. has a very near first choice. So where's the gap? But I just think if Cowan Dickey stays fit, which has been his issue for a while, if he stays fit, he is a he is a proper operator. He's so good. How old is he? Do you know? Forty four now. Okay, so yeah, amazing, of, isn't it? A little bit of life left in him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was a nice day, and um, I had a lovely. I went to the little David Lloyd there because Durders is a member. We had a bit of free time pre match. 
Nice. And we went for a little um, wild boar and chorizo burger. Oh, I thought you were going to say game of squash. Um, no. Birders, birders sometimes gets there early and does a spin class, but I won't stop sweating for the whole show if I do that. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I'm like? Yeah. You think you cool down. Yeah, you don't. And then you start again. Nice pale blue shirt on and you can't. It's a uh, nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was lovely, actually. That's, that's, that's the best bit of the day, except the game, obviously, yeah. I enjoyed the Gloucester-Newcastle game. Oh, Tommy. Mm. I felt sorry for Billy Burns missing a few kicks cause, and then Billy Twelve Trees missed one that he should have got. But right, so the the, mo- the the biggest talking point, I suppose, of this game was uh, Halafanua hit on Sonotti. Yeah. Um, off the line out. How's that not a red card? I thought red card straight away. Now, the commentators, I think Austin Healy Austin and, and Lawrence, yeah. I think, were were saying that's not an issue. I don't think they even thought it was a red card and they uh, a yellow card, and they were saying he was unlucky to get a yellow card. But in terms of the law now and what you see players getting red card for, that had to be a red. You look at Lobaviatu. <laughs> look, you know, say it. Lover Balava. Lover Balava. Lover Balava is how he yeah, likes to be said. Lover Balava. Yeah, and his four-week match ban for that tackle. This one is a lot worse, in my opinion. He doesn't sink at the hips. He puts his head, his head goes first before his arms. It goes right into the jaw of Sonotti. And the ref had quite a lot of time to look at those mm. replays. And I think he's going to get quite a large ban. I'm sure they'll look at that. I'm sure they will. I mean, from, from the one angle, two angles I've seen, it looks it looks significantly worse than Lava Balavu's. Mm, it does. And some people are going to say it's Lava Balavu, but we were told at BT Sport to pronounce it Lava Balavu. That's how he wants it pronounced, by the way. But we've talked about this a lot about Tackler having the responsibility. He doesn't even he doesn't get low enough at all. He stays way too high. When he's completely upright, he's at full height, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He sinks a little bit, but no, you have to you have to go you have to hit below the ball. Yeah, and no way near does he hit below the ball. No, um, I thought Atkinson at twelve was really good. Looked really good, ball really in nice. hand, carrying. But it's passing as well, spot on. Yeah. They call him Sonny Bill Atkinson, apparently, because he's got great offloads. <laughs> really? Hands, yeah. He's a really good player. What about Woodward? Oh, his is... try around Snotty's jokes. Oh. He's so good. He's there was so no good. room for that. But also his pass to, um, I think it might have been Halafanua. He steps inside, throws the ball. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so yeah, easy. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure it goes straight to him, but yeah, he, he does make it look so easy. Yeah. And sometimes you play him on the wing. I'm thinking, why are you playing him on the wing? Play him at 15. He's miles better. Yeah. But he's, he was fab. And I've... I did feel sorry for Billy Byrne because he tweeted sorry for letting everyone down, and it's uh, the Gloucester fans were booing at the end, and we couldn't I couldn't work out what it was for. Hopefully, they weren't booing him. Maybe they're booing the team for losing or something. I don't know, but there was booing going on, and it's like I just the kickers have a job to do, and they get paid to kick, but everyone cocks up their job. Theirs is just more exposed, so you never ever blame the kicker. In my view, you never blame the kicker. You can blame him if he doesn't practice hard enough. So if you've got a hooker who's throwing's crap and he's not practicing every day. So it's like if someone like Lee Mears had a bad throwing day, no one ever, and it cost us, no one ever, ever blamed him. Because firstly, he's stepping up and we're not. Secondly, he's practising his ass off every day. I blame Martin Williams for missing the kick in the semi-final against Leicester no, 2009 in Millennium st- Stadium. I still blame him for that. Do you want to call him now? What? Stuart Pearce. Pearcey. <laughs> Chris Waddle. Gareth Southgate. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Um, I love watching Jake Pladry. Or Pledry. Pledry. Ball in hand. Man, yeah, he's mega in it. How powerful is he? Yeah, he's nuts. He's great. He's gonna. I reckon he could be a rock star, that guy. Yeah. He's a serious player. They've got some, like Freddie Clark, they've got some really good young players there. 
think you're right. Gloucester, I like I like it, but it's a really good win but for anyway, Newcastle. But yeah, huge really win good. for let's talk about Newcastle. Huge win for them. Defensively, they were properly at it. Really, really good. They for were lots of that game. Hodgson filling in last minute as well for Toby Flood. Had a little bit of food poisoning. Bobby Vickers pulled out as well because he had a, his baby, his wife went into labour. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I mean, I'd, I, pro- I probably would have played. I would have played, but I did play, in fact. But yeah, that's a difference, isn't it? But um, what did what did Mike Tyndall call him? Mickey Ward. He called Mickey Ward instead of Michael Young. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> for his try. Well, Michael Young has changed his use the, the scrum half formerly known as Mickey Young. He's changed his name. He's asked. He's asked. Apparently, we were told he has asked to be called Michael really? instead of Mickey. Okay. Don't know is why. He's taking the Michael. I know. He literally. Oh, he's taking the Mickey. But he's. I don't know why. But Michael. But, Mike. Michael Young. But Hodgson controlled the game so well, and it's hard coming in last minute like that because for the whole. It, for is the whole, it though, or is there probably no. less pressure? Um. Well, it's less pressure. Well, no, I don't think so. I think it's quite hard coming in because, you know, you want to you want to know where you are. You want to practice the moves. You want to, you know, he would have sat on the sidelines for the majority of that week, just looking at Toby Flood and what mm. he's doing. Mm. Um, so he would have relaxed in the week a little bit more, and it, probably his week would have been better mm. because, you know, when you're sub to when you're playing, you you can't you sort of turn off, you switch off a little bit because, you know, you're not. Cool. Is that you? Have you let one go? No. Like I actually it. haven't. Um, I actually haven't. I'll but, tell you. But when he got that, when he got the call or the nod or the chat that he's starting, you know, it would have been, it would have been quite, you know, all of a sudden he'd have to yeah, whoa. start thinking straight. Yeah. Whoa, stop whoa, messing whoa. around. Yeah. And and focus. So, but he played really well. But Newcastle sitting in the top four. Love that. Hope yeah. they stay there. Great story. And they're a good, really good team. Yeah. Good on, good on Dean Richards. Good on Dave Waller um, and so, Mickey Ward. So Northampton, right? A lot of tweets we've had in today about George North. Yeah, so what's the crack there? So Alan Gaffney's basically said, they've like, said, where's George North? And he said, why don't you ask him? Why don't you ask George? We've we well, picked the, we the players who wanted to play. No Welsh players have full release in there. They're not allowed. All the English players have full release. So you look at Toby Falatau, Bath got fined, didn't they, during mm. the autumn, I think, because... Falatau, 60 grand, wasn't it? Falatau yeah. played the extra game that Wales have, which yeah. is outside the window. Yeah. So... You don't know. George might have had a conversation with Northampton when he joined that said he got he's got a full release, but that's not any, he can't have that in his contract. It's not allowed. Right. Okay, right. But we're not sure whether he's got a slight twinge, whether he's slightly injured. What it says as well is that for me, he will be starting for Wales next week against Italy, and I think Wales. This is speculation now. Wales could have said to him, look, we need you fit. We want you fit. Don't play at the weekend because yeah, yeah. you need to be fit for Italy. Now, when you play international rugby, that's what you that's what you want to do when you're young. That's your dream. Yeah. You, you play club rugby to play international rugby. Yeah. Now, when you're guaranteed to start the following week, there's little doubts in your head that, yes, you want to play for your club, but you might get injured. This is a short window they get through the Six Nations to right. play. Yeah. So... It's a little bit selfish, but that's what you want to do. You play rugby, your dream, ever since you're a kid, is to play international rugby. And once, you, once, you, once you've once once you you played it, it's like a drug, isn't it? You know, you run out in front of 70,000, 80,000 people. I went cold turkey quite early, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really blame him at all, because in his shoes, the most important thing is playing for Wales over your club. If you're playing for your country. 
It's the history behind oh, uh, it. Tommy. Tommy. I played at I played at Bath, did I tell you that? Yeah. Played at Sarries with Richard Hill. Played at Bath with Grewcock and Borthwick. They'd play for England on a Saturday, Monday. They're there, strapped up, training their asses. Mate, the game's off. changed since then, though. Leading that's by example. Different. I mean, that's that's what would have happened Hard 10, 15 years ago. But the game has changed now, and it's far more professional. It's more about looking after yourself, getting yourself right. It's gone to the days of, of playing every single game. There's there's probably a couple of players in Wales that do that. Alan Wynne Jones, who's just uber durable. George has come back from injuries, had a couple of bad injuries. He wants to be fit. We need him fit. So a lot of it is down to the individual. Don't need him well. fit. You want him fit. There no, are other. We, no, we need him. But I, I find it. I, I understand your point, but I can't imagine. Mate, I'm. Mate, he's leaving Saints, right? So yeah. it's not the same attachment. Clearly, I'm sure there's some. But if if I was with, it's all speculation, mind. Yeah, of course it is. If I'm with England and I get the call in a week off to come and play for Bath against Sale, against anyone in the Prem, I would be. There's just absolutely no question. I'd be in the car. I'm not That's sure why I never I, made it, mate. I'm not sure I would. That's why I'm I never not made sure. It. I, I'm not sure because. But you maybe didn't love Cardiff as much as I, I loved did. Bath. I, lo- I love playing for Cardiff massively, but you've got to get yourself right for international rugby. That that is the pinnacle. That's what you're judged on. You're judged on how well you play top level sport. That's, right. that's your shop window. What about me then? I didn't play very well then, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I was good lad to have around though, wasn't I? Oh, wasn't mate. I, Tommy? God. When I top fifty, imagine life without you. God, imagine, be quieter. God, yeah. Be more food, be more leftovers to go around. But anyway, yeah. So, um, all right, we've done that. Okay, but anyway, Sharks spank Northampton. <laughs> Spanked them. Denny Solomonu in with a shout. Do you reckon Eddie Jones must make some changes? Pro- properly in the shout. His first try was easy. His second try was a beautiful try, but it was great poaching. He's off his right wing. He's actually over on the left wing, left side of midfield. He's poaching. He's done a Chris Ashton. I love that try. His third try. He's in really tight to Faf de Klerk, and you watch him, and he sees a space on the space, and he just bounces out, yep. just like a striker, just like I said Robbie Fowler last week on the telly, and he's done it again. Just like a striker in the 18-yard box, he's literally bounced out, lost the defenders, knew Faf de Klerk would have the vision and the pass to get him the ball. It looked so simple, but it was a brilliant, instinctive try. I loved it. Uh, yeah, the the try he scored from a, a kick receipt, I think Marlon Yard starts it off. Marlon, the kick was too young, gave yeah, young. long. Too long, too young. Gave Marlon Yard way too much room, but Yard, Yard did brilliantly. But you look, you can see a player is fast when you see their pickup and their acceleration. Yeah. And how quickly he gets to Faf de Klerk is incredible. A bit like Gonover at the weekend, when you see him chasing back, all of a sudden, you think these guys are big, but you don't actually realise how fast they are until you actually see him running and catching people. And yeah. he is properly quick. Whether on, um, still defensively, that, that'll probably be the issue. Cause Solomona. Yeah, ball in hand. Ball in hand. He is mega. And Marlon Yard was great as well. Marlon Yard's try was fantastic. His break for the second Solomona try. He had a really good game, Marlon Yard. And that's nice to see, isn't it? It's just nice to see lads playing well. Fafta Clerk was jokes. John O'Ross, really good oh, again. What about um, Blair Cowan going to I know. Saracens? I find it really odd that London Irish would let him go. Maybe they're trying to save cash or something. And they Maybe they're just saying, the right, mate, we, we love you that much. We want you to try and get a contract somewhere. We're going down. Yeah, you deserve maybe, yeah. better. Get yourself over to Saracens. You know, have a few good games to them. All of a sudden, then yeah, you know, maybe you're right, boy. They might sign you. No, no, maybe you're right. It might be a, a goodwill gesture. I hope it's that. Yeah, I hope it's that because he's a hell of a player. Yeah, boy. Um, I'm to Bath, mate. Bath, Bath just weren't at it. Like they scored. Doesn't help when you get an intercept straight away, mind. No, but they scored a nice try down the right, and 
Visser makes up for it because through with the intercept because it's really soft. Car, Car photo Elite comes right off a scrum. It's sort of an 8-9-14 and it's the easiest rip through ever. Banners goes in and Banhan goes in and it's a piece of cake. Um, and you think, well, that is really soft defence down the left from Quinns. Visser makes up for that with the intercept, but it's sloppy attack from Bath. It's so e- it's so easily really. You're watching that thinking there is only one place that ball's going and you kind of think you'd hope that almost any premiership winger would have read that and intercepted it. It was so telegraphed. Yeah, I know. So Bath are just inconsistent. A bit like a bit like Garth Anscombe's one with Jacob Stockdale. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just balling. And when you're flat like that, you can't throw long passes because you've got, so defend- you've got defenders off. in the passing channel. Mega outnumbered throwing long passes. It doesn't work. So that was a bit sloppy. Unless but- you're Finn Russell. Uh, yeah, but that, yeah, that's the best pass in the history of rugby, though, I think. So it, but it, Bath are just not quite at it and Quinn's defended really well. So Luke Wallace, 17 tackles. Chisholm, 17 tackles. Yeah. Load of carries, load of offloads. Man of the match. I, I do, as I said, I think I said last week, I really think he's a good player, Chisholm. In the back row, James Chisholm. And he's, he's, he's all over you, isn't he? He's hard to shake off, yeah. But I, but he, I honestly think that guy's going to play for England. When he stays fit, he's a he's freaky strong as well. But good, good win for Quinn's. That would have been five losses on the bounce, so it's good news for them. I expect a little bit more from Worcester, if I'm honest, at home. I did. Against Leicester. No, it was, uh, yes, it was. It was, yeah, uh, sorry, it was Worcester. Vianu, he's had, last week he was <laughs> phenomenal. This week, again, Jacob Ho, uh, not Jacob Holmes. Jonah Holmes' Jonah try. Jonah Holmes' try. Yeah, but it was all from Vianu's break. I know. Jeez. Oh, Just class. Double right? touch as well. You, you know, he made, know. makes a massive break. Then all of a sudden he's, ball player then you know a couple of phases later but his step and his go and his pickup oh my days bounces around yeah. the field how do you deal with that and they they smash Worcester in the end and hey, Bateman's on fire I know yeah yeah he's playing really well see the offload from Tom Young's to Bateman for yeah that. char I mean, yeah but it's one of those things that I I love I love watching Bateman play do you see the I, kitchener do, out the back to um to Tuolangi no 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 die no sound it was good though no, just making it up. Oh. Just, a, just a double check. You're trying to catch me out. <laughs> <laughs> you cock. Um, but Manu scored a try, but just quietly Manu, Manu's starting to play a bit better and starting to get there. He made a made a rip through a break for the second Vanu try. Really, really tidy. When you're out for or such a long time like that, though, like, you're, you're going to be quite hesitant, aren't you? Because he's been out, then back fit. He just needs again. to survive for half a season. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. You see, Tamua's chip for the Vanu try. Yeah. Oh, my days. That's just beautiful. Tamua looks great at 10. And you think, well, that's the answer at 10 for Leicester. They're playing better than they've played in ages. But George Ford's back in a couple of weeks and he will go straight back in at 10. Tamua to 12. You'd imagine that would work all right, really. Yeah, it would work all right. Yeah, wouldn't it? it? Would. I mean, just, you've got to get both those boys on the field, really. It would be good. Yeah. You know that for sure. Of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, um, that was really good from Leicester. Was really, they're, they're getting it right again towards the end of the season, which is what they do, isn't it? Loads of matches in Wales postponed. Just thought you should know that. Was, this, was the snow worse in Wales than in England? Um, well, it was quite bad in England, wasn't it? Or at the start just of the week. Lazy. We, we got it towards the end of the week. Are they lazy? Yeah, just can't bother to clean, clear the pictures. Can yeah, they? lazy. Get paid anyway, don't they? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Um, so, Have we missed any Prem games there? Because they're the only um, ones that matter. Joke, just a joke. There were some other prime games, but we we can't do them all, mate. It's hard to touch on all of them. The Wasp, the Wasp Irish game was rubbish. Wasp were the better of two teams that didn't quite do it on the day. Tom Cruise played really, really well. He's another, he's another top player, another he's a really top good gun, looker. He top gun, isn't he? Yeah, there's a few, there's a few good men out there, weren't there? Everyone's talking about the how good the Dragons were or could be at the start of the season. They got hammered by Southern Kings. MC hammered. Yeah, mm. probably Jack hammered. Jack hammered. Claw hammered. They got yeah. lump hammered. Hammerhead Sharked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not much going on, really. Okay. Um, 
That'll, um, that'll is, do, wouldn't it? Is that our rugby roundup done? That'll do, wouldn't it? For Christ's sake. Better week time. So yeah, let's do it, Tommy. Six Nations weekend. Yeah, we are going to bet, and we're in joint decision with this. Yeah, we're going to bet on the Ireland v Scotland game. Yeah, on the Saturday, and we're going Ireland to beat Scotland by, by nine. two. Oh, nine. Okay, do your one then. Ireland to beat Scotland <laughs> by nine points or more. Yeah. Make sure you're over 18. Terms and, condition, terms and conditions do apply. When the fun stops, stop. Time for some questions, isn't it? Yeah, it's the second time you have to do that because you get too quick when I press record. Do I? <laughs> Always been the same. I just want to go home, Tom. No, I don't really. I'm, I'm just want to... I want to go home. Uh, right. First question on Twitter from Andy Jenkins. Does Clive Woodward love it when England lose? No. Wouldn't have thought so. Clive doesn't. He's a proper England fan. Says what he thinks. Would he love he it, though? Love it. Would he love it if England won the World Cup? Yeah, he would love it. He's set for life. Do Clive's not worried do about that. Do you reckon some of the other players would, though? Uh, I always that rib, I always rib Lawrence about that. It's like, you don't want anyone else winning it, do you? <laughs> You're the only number eight who's ever won it. And he's, I, yeah, I, I, hate on, it. I honestly think the lads would I hate like it, it when other Welsh players win Grand Slams. Do you? Do you value it? Oh, that's obviously joking. I hate it when anyone gets more than eight caps for England. That <laughs> pisses me off. I, I don't care at all. God, yeah, I'm True. sat here in a car doing a podcast on a Sunday night. I've made, made it. it. Made it. Um, Ian B on Twitter says, what are your thoughts on England's flanker options? Armin and, and Simmons? Um, Question marks. I... I like the idea of Simmons at seven, but he's not a seven. He might become one. We might be able to do it. We don't know. We What we do know is he's an eight. I think he or Nathan Hughes at eight. And I think because we don't know he's a seven, why put him at seven? It's like saying, right, we definitely need a specialist seven after the Scotland game, which would be a bit of a panic move, but maybe correct. So let's put someone in who we think might play seven, might be good at seven, but he's actually a number eight. You can defeat, so you defeat the whole purpose. So you're going to get, you're contradicting yourself. So if you want a specialist seven, put a specialist seven in there. So I say Underhill. And, yeah, I've said a million times I'd played Don Armand at six. I think he's brilliant. Pete Blackmore, what's yeah. the worst conditions you guys have played? I played in a game in Denver, a Churchill Cup final, and on the pitch, at pitch level, it was 46.7 degrees hot. That is the hottest I've ever been in my entire life. I only played wow. 78 minutes. That's hot. Really hot. It's horrific. Uh, I, I yeah. remember playing in Biritz, I think in 2000 and eight it was for Cardiff and when you walk out into the pitch my foot was just you couldn't see my feet because of the water just bogged yeah. down completely bogged down um, yeah it's probably the worst not that bad because the game's called off if it's a danger um, just Sammy Ton on Twitter he, he wanted to know what do we make of George North we've answered that Jack North on Twitter or Jacques North Jacques why isn't Jason Woodward not in the start in 15 for yeah, England. I saw that one. That's an interesting one. We've like, sort of touched on that. He's, he's good enough. I mean, but you know, to get him in, you've got to drop other people. You've got to leapfrog a lot of other people, but he's certainly good enough. Uh, ben Corkwell's asked us, what's your favourite Sunday? Lie in, croissants and coffee, read the papers, put oh. the barbecue on, slow cook a bit of meat, Sunday roast, come home, couple of hours in, in a pub, couple of hours without eating. And then big piece of meat with some homemade barbecue sauce at night and an episode of Top Gear. Oh, mine's mothering Sunday. Anyway, <coughs> Fred Jones 
on Twitter says, what's happened to Owen Williams? Seems to have fallen out with Wales. Start at 12 in the autumn. Does he need to move back to Wales to be considered? No, I don't think he does, but it's just a bit of... There's no consistency in selection at the moment with Wales. Now, we thought that combination worked, didn't we, in the autumn? We talked about it. But then, come Six Nations, mm. he's not in. He didn't start the first game because there were a lot of injuries. Reese Patchell was going uh, was starting at 10 because Dan Bigger is out. And I think that with someone like Reese Patchell starting, someone that's key to Wales' attack, you want those combinations in there. So they went with a Scarlet's combination of Hadley Park, Scott Williams outside him to help him, basically. So, yeah, I thought Owen Williams was going to get a run at 12. Yeah, I did. And it's hard, isn't it? Because you look at, I look at the Welsh team over the last, I don't know, year, 18 months. There's so many different combinations all the time. And it's, yeah. hard to, it's hard to pick up a little bit of consistency when, you know, you're playing with different combinations week in, week out. Yep. Um, he also wants to know. He's getting two questions tonight. Hold on, because I love his name, Fred. Okay. Who Don't calls a child much. Fred? I know. It must be like a Clive. Seven, be seventy years older. This I know. I call you Gordon. This is Norman. Also, sorry to be greedy. Is Italy the perfect time to bring in new caps? I'd like to see James Davis give. Yeah, hang on. Time. Yeah, but you just said you don't want new combinations. So what do you say, Tommy? Um, I'd only make a couple of changes that because you need. You need your team that's going to play Italy to play France. I mean, yeah. the Six Nations is gone now. The Wales aren't going to win it. So now's probably not the time to try a whole new different combination. Yeah. Here's should we do the last question from Swifty D. Okay. I always wondered if a top player retiring and going into coaching, a coaching role, took a pay cut or got a pay rise. So if again, you're talking sorry. about did top, top players, when yeah. they go into coaching roles, do they get pay cuts or pay rises? Pay cuts, I pay imagine. Cuts. Yeah. I would be very surprised if any lads that go straight into coaching don't get a pay cut. I mean, you're not going to go straight from playing to be the next Eddie Jones or Warren Gatlin, are you? DOR so, straight away, are you? No, not at all. There's been a few questions, actually. Um, oh, it's how, not the last question. How did you find Tom Shanklin in the snow? Yeah, I saw a couple of those, yeah. but I didn't say him because I thought it was a bit sort of white walkerist against you. The shank's invisible in this weather, weather all that sort of stuff. Who yeah? Where, who is the White Walker? That's the big one now in Game of Thrones with the new series. Oh, I can't wait. Is it Bram? Tommy, I can't wait. I don't know. It's my it's my favourite show on TV. Have you? I've started watching Strike. I've forgotten the guy's name in it, but he's brilliant, and it's got Holiday Granger in it. Is the lady in it? And I can say this without fear of retribution. She is one of the most unbelievably naturally beautiful women I've ever seen. I've started watching This Country, which is a oh, documentary in the Cotswolds. Brilliant. brilliant. And. They're they're like round Swindon area. They all talk like that, and the guy on it, curtains. He looks a bit like Gareth Keenan, and it's the awkwardness of you know looking at the camera, and it's really it's really clever. It's brilliant. It's, well, I think it won loads of awards. You know, really. Well, I've just found it. Yeah. I've so I've watched brilliant. two episodes. I'm two episodes deep. I'm two. So, I'm too deep. So watch this country and watch Strike. They're both really really good. And really, really uh, good. Murder on the Orient Express. Is it good? You like it? It's alright. Okay. It will do. Anyway, okay. um All right. Thanks for listening. That'll probably do it, wouldn't it? See you next week then. Ta-ra. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.